Well, I get the last word here on all this talk here. I'll be here next time. They, uh, <coughs> but I won't be, so. What happened? Some, somebody, and I won't blame anybody, but told me just walk till you see the sign that says 5K. And then they said, well, I'm not interested in being timed. I was just going to walk. And they said, well, you can go ahead and start early. So I did. And I never saw 5K. And I'm on Granville Road. I'm thinking I'm going to be in Columbus pretty soon here. It's over like an hour and a half. And I'm like, I think I've gone enough miles. And so finally I'm like texting him, did I miss a turn or something? And he said, well, they put up the signs, but it was after I was already past it. So I don't know if that was deliberate or if that was just my faithfulness staying there. I could have been still walking right now. Praise God. All right. Well, let's get into the word today. I appreciate this church. I, uh, it's been a crazy year, and I learned that you know, it gets a little cold in uh, IB sometimes. And I was warming my feet with the space heater. And uh, I didn't realize, I didn't think about that I don't have any feeling in my feet. And so I ended up burning my toes and uh, developing an ulcer in the other one. So I was off my feet for like about six weeks. I was supposed to come in even earlier. And uh, so the doctor said, oh, you're going to be off to like June. I'm like, sure, right. But... I do believe that the Lord sped up the healing process, and I was so happy and excited to come and get to walk. I didn't know it would turn into what it was, but I'm sure the Lord knew. And to be with you, I already have felt, just being around pastor, you have such a wonderful pastor, and, and uh, Sister Shostrand, sorry that she's not here, but you, you got the best combo. I know you don't realize that because you probably only hear this. But believe me, I've been around and traveled and preached, and uh, he is so balanced. I actually listen to him still. Uh, I can't believe when I did come, when I was here in the past, it was such a deep cavern, and I never thought I would get out of it, had no clue. But uh, God told me he wasn't done with me. And since I left, it's just been such open doors, and uh, my ministry has flourished, and uh, not even the same person, but I appreciate, I love being around him and hearing him. And so that's why I come and to be with you and see you and remember this is a landmark in my life. So would you stand with me? Let's just read some passage of the word that gives you a break. So when I, you're going to be sitting until I'm done and you already know how I walk. So hopefully I may not preach as long as I walk. But if I do, you can just get up and start leaving, and I'll figure it out. <laughs> At my church, we have a thing that has a green clock, tells you how the time is. And the and, uh, pastor said, okay, we've got to help the people. So it goes red. So when you start seeing the red numbers, you're like, your time is up. <laughs> yeah, so I don't see any red, so hopefully we'll have a sense. I'm not preaching anything new, but... I do feel something on my heart, and I keep wanting to grab the mic, and it's here. Okay, Hebrews 11th chapter, verse 8, very common to many of you that's been in the faith, but it still is good preaching to talk about. By faith, Abraham, 
when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not know, knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And uh, in praying and coming, I tried to be sensitive, felt this on my heart, and it worked well with the theme, you know, we just was walking with fire. So I have entitled this, Faith Walkers. Faith Walkers. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Well, I love the theme of your church here. I always have from the time that you started. It's called Apostolic Legacy. You're continuing that. Uh, I like hearing about that. It's kind of rare uh, in California to find a church that's 100 years old and to actually know that somebody came that long ago and they came into the town for the first time and they had the message of God that they received and they said, you know what? We're going to begin to start that message and build something here. It was a faith kind of thing, no doubt, back in that time. It was probably not easy to begin to start. But they said, we're going to make sure that we are following God's direction and we are going to do the Word of God. We are not just a pop-up church. It's very popular today to have pop-up restaurants. Just come up and have a little restaurant and food is there. It's very the thing to do. But we are not a pop-up church. We are not a drive-through church. But we are a church that has been established many years ago by our own Lord said, I will build the church. And they went to the day of Pentecost and there they received the Holy Ghost. And so we don't apologize that we want to continue that same message. We never want to forget the basic message of the day of Pentecost as we find in Acts 2, 38 and 39 that Peter said after they said, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the promise was not just to them, but it was to those that would follow them and follow them and follow them and follow them. I remember the stories of my grandfather starting a church in St. Louis getting the call to stop off a trolley and he felt led to go to a on Main Street and Broadway and he began a little church there. Uh, and I have grown up in this, but I am so glad today that I'm in a church that is preaching the same doctrine and the same message. Uh, I don't want a watered down message. I don't want something that's popular. I don't want something that you think is great. I want something that I know that the Lord has come because that is what is going to save us. And so we are raised in a church. I've been there and many of you have been in this church. But it's not just always that that passes. It goes through stages. But as Winston Churchill said, success is not final. 
Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And your presence every Sunday makes a difference. Your presence every time we come is telling somebody we believe the same message. We believe the same thing. We should never be uh, content and then think that it doesn't matter. But it matters when you come. It matters when you raise your hands. It matters when you worship. It matters when we get excited. Because we're telling the Holy Ghost is just the same as it was back then. Hallelujah. And we are faith walkers. And in our text, the example of the journey of faith, it is so important that it's not the start, but it's going to be the finish line. It's not actually what's going on day by day. It's going to be what happens when the trump of God sounds uh, and when the final redemption takes place. Uh, where will we be? Uh, the enemy will try to dissuade you, discourage you, disappoint, yes. disillusion, distress, and defeat you. Uh, but oh, we stand not stopping uh, because faith is going to always continue. Faith goes on. Faith is not emotional. Faith is a based on something you believe and have found to be true. And here we are today. Testifying to every young person that comes in. You that are babies. That day you're in the right place. And if you stay on, God is going to bless you and lead you and take you to places you could never dream about. Uh, we live and I live in California in a long, it's a very long state. Uh, Interstate 5, the main highway runs from the south all the way through the north. And in the freeway system, they have mile markers. And it starts with one kind of, actually I'm two exits from the border next to Tijuana. And so it starts with mile one. And you begin to drive. It's not a straight line, but it gets you there until finally you get to marker 796, the last one before the state of Oregon. You're going to go through a lot of different significant cities. You're going to go through places where it has good food and good restaurants. You're going to maybe pass through people that you know and you meet and you go. But you keep going because we're going. And you mark and you see the miles markers. And there's so many times you say, are we there yet? I've been both ways. I've been all through those, that five, on all the way through. And you make pay attention because you know it might say next gas station 100 miles. And you, you don't want to have 80 miles of gas. You want to make sure that you're continuing and going. And so when it gets long and when you get sleepy and when you get that, you know that you've got to keep on going. So it is in our spiritual journey. We have been on mile markers watching them. I'm already to 70. It's hard to believe. I'm still not believing it. But 70, that's a mile marker. I've been in this church since a young child. It has changed in decades. The music changes. The decor changes. Order of voice services have changes. But one thing that never changed is our faith in the message and our faith in God. And no matter what song's being sung and no matter how they do the service, I come to praise the Lord. I come to lift his name up. I come to expound that I believe that Jesus is true, that Jesus will help you, that Jesus can heal you, that Jesus can fill you. 
And so it is that sometimes we have some great, victorious, wonderful services. And sometimes we have Wednesday Bible study with a lesson on tithe giving. <laughs> Not too many shout on that message. I don't know why. Sometimes there's a whole bunch of people, new people. Sometimes it's just us again. But through every type of service there is, God is always working. God, no matter, uh, it's crazy too, the years that we go through, you think about the different avenues. But no matter where we are and what is happening, we know that God continues. And Abraham, the father of faith, when we read about him, He's living over 4,000 years ago in a far-off place, the city of Ur, the Chaldeans, not too far from the mouth of the Persian Gulf. He probably has grown up worshiping the moon god, Sin. He is a prosperous, middle-class man, successful by human standards, and life has been good. But somewhere at that point in his life, he hears from the living God. He hears the voice of God. He has never heard it, but something happens and stirs in his soul. And he knows that this is a different voice than he's ever heard. And he believes and he obeys. And he says, we're packing up and we're beginning to follow this God because he's told me I'm going to take you places that you've never been before. And God speaks to him clearly and definitely and unmistakable that God is going to do and bless his family. I'm telling you, every service is so important to hear the voice of God. You never know what service is when God's going to tell you today I'm going to do something for you that's I never done before. We can't ever get complacent. We can't ever become, uh, we're used to this. We got to be on edge. It's a day that God can speak a word to me that I've never heard before. It could be that this is the day that I received that I've been praying for. And so he goes. Uh, so remember being here in my time that I felt life was over but your life is never over until he comes no matter your failures no matter your goals your ups your downs but any time God can make a change in you and I remember just trying to be faithful just trying to do my thing. I didn't always feel it. I learned that I worship. If I don't feel it, I'll worship. I don't care if I don't even like the song, I'll worship. I don't care if the music's off, I'll worship. I don't care if the person next to me is out of tune, I'll worship. I don't care if they're snoring in front of me, I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise them. I'm going to get involved. Because for me, I know that's my life support. I know that's my spiritual oxygen. I know i got to feel God. I know i got to get into this presence. And sure enough, one time I'm over here, and that's when I heard God say, I'm not done with you. Oh, 
God is never done with you. You are never over. I know we feel that way. But God, and here he is in this world-class city. Archaeologists tell us that the city was probably near 250,000. People from all over would go. It was the happening city. It was the center of mathematics and astronomy and commerce and philosophy. And so here he is in this wild, great city, and God calls him to a different land, a promised land. And I'm not telling you God's calling you to go to somewhere else. I'm just telling you that God's going to a spiritual place somewhere else. One time I preached this, and people thought, felt... That God is telling them to leave. Like, no, that's, don't ever use me for you. <laughs> anyway, faith walking means stepping out for God and leaving the results to him. Yes. You get that? Sometimes the results of our faith walking we're not happy with. <laughs> it's not doing something for us. We're not where we want to be, where we think we should be. Sometimes some of you may be battling sickness. That's not a great place. Some of you may be battling where you got people that's not coming to church in your family. Some people are battling the loss of loved ones. This is what I mean. Abraham is called and he's living in tents. He's living in tents. He's in a nice commercial city making probably good money, and he goes and he lives in tents. What am I doing living in tents? But he understands I'm looking for more than just this call to a spiritual place. I'm going to a place of permanence. I'm going to a place of finality. I'm looking for a city whose builder, whose architect is God. I'm going to some place that will be stable. I'm going to some place that will be beautiful. I'm going to some place that will be eternal. We must never forget that no matter where you are and what it looks like, that's not your ending point. Your ending point is going to be so glorious. Your ending point is going to be eternity with Jesus forever and ever. Don't let your results or your situation cause you to quit walking. I should have just kept on walking, but that wasn't spiritual. The old song said, this world is not my home. Got to remember that. This will pass because I'm passing you know, tough years sometimes. I got my first crash. I actually ran a red light. That's hard to believe. Student teacher. <laughs> my brain just failed me. Seems like it's doing that more and more. My feet. You're going to be sitting in a lazy boy. Oh, everybody's dream. Not my dream. I can't handle staying alone in the, by myself in a studio and no people. That's... I'm definitely the people. I'm the guy that will talk to you in the McDonald's line. I'm going to talk to people I have no clue who they are. But this was the thing. But God's timing is always right. God's far ahead of you looking into who you're encountering. 
looking in who, who you're going to be a testimony to, looking into what you're going to do for somebody else. Uh, and so he's just going, we're, we're passing through. Uh, and I want to give you three mindsets that you need to have uh, as a faith walker. You need to have this mindset and understand uh, is one, you need to be a discoverer. You need to be like Daniel Boone and Lewis and Clark. You need to always be learning and finding about the wonder of God. It must not be a boring journey. It must not be a, just a lethargic journey. Every time I get up, what are you going to do today? How are you going to show me your goodness today? Oh, the wonder of God needs to give you some excitement. Can you imagine them going through the wilderness and there's no bathrooms and there's all that it's terrible. But they're like, what am I going to find around the next bin? What's going to be there? And they got excited about what they were going to discover. Every service I come to, I get excited. What's going to happen in this service? Who's going to get touched in this service? Who's going to receive the Holy Ghost in this service? We don't ever come and say, oh, well, another service. No, 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 no. We come expecting what am I going to find? Psalms 1, 1 and 2 blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful notice that each time there's there's time for engagement now when you're walking I saw like two people walk past me I knew something was off like, how come nobody else is catching up with me? I'm walking pretty slow. Where's the runners? Is nobody running? And the people I saw, maybe one or two, I don't think they were us. At least, not in my opinion, but. And I think there's only one runner that looked like he was coming, and he did come by those statues. I was wondering, why is he running this way? But then he went back, so uh, maybe he might have been. But... And when you, when you stand, again, I'm the guy that's going to talk to you. You're the guy who probably don't want me to. I'm behind you in line. I'm going to make some kind of comment about something. It's always, I'm just going to open my mouth and engage in conversation. And lots of time people, and then the last one is you're sitting down. But he say, don't hang around those that is going to be negative. That's going to be garbage for you. Find something to explore. Find something new you're going to learn about God. What are you teaching me? Every time I get when I hit that car, I'm like, okay, God, what am I about to learn here? This is not normal for me. My brain just went blank. What am I learning? I need to feed my brain more and quit giving it chocolate and fast food. What are you trying to tell me here? I'm trying to learn from life. I don't want to just pass through life. I want to discover something about life. I want to enjoy life. Oh, I want to delight 
in this thing, a good spiritual work. I, you need to let the word bedazzle you. Oh, don't be bedazzled by a Star Wars and bedazzled by entertainment. That's fine, whatever, but bedazzled by the presence of God. Oh, the real stuff, not the makeup stuff. The real stuff, not the force, but the spiritual force. The spiritual movement of God. Let that be a wonder to you. What am I feeling? What is God doing? Who is God touching? Woo. So it says, Psalms 37, 4, delight thyself in the Lord. Now, I delight myself when I eat. Uh, those quesadillas, chicken quesadillas, were really pretty good. And that chipotle mayo was, wow, I was impressed. But I'm impressed when I come to church. I was impressed by the choir today. Wow, that was great. Singing, man, I get all charged up. I, I don't know about you, but my battery gets low. Sometimes I'm like barely getting out of bed. Sometimes you get 70, it gets slower, right? I don't know what it's going to be, 80, 90, I don't know. I think the Lord's going to come, hopefully. But some of you, it takes a little longer, right, to get out of bed. But I come to church, and I hear about the God that I serve. And I hear about what God can do. Oh, it just makes me, oh, make those songs that makes me want to shout. Makes me want to say praise the Lord. Makes me want to get out of my seat sometimes. Makes me because I'm delighting myself. I'm not dreading coming to church. I'm not coming because it's my duty to come. I'm not coming out of obligation or, or somebody's going to call me up and get on my case. I'm coming for the joy that I'm going to feel. I'm coming for the encouragement I'm going to receive. I'm coming for the touch that I need. Every day I delight, I discover, I go. When you walk, I don't delight in the pounding of my feet on the pavement. I don't know, maybe you do. I delight in the scenery. I delight, even though I was going towards Granville, there's a place that actually that, that little creek or whatever that is, it kind of has a little falls. It's like, well, it's cool. I'm at the waterfalls of Newark. The beautiful trees here. It's so green here. Of course, it's green now in California. It rains so much. Finally got green, new color. It's just so beautiful. I, we don't always delight in our circumstance, but we delight in the presence of God. We delight in knowing that I got a place I'm going to. We are born as babies. I have a one-year granddaughter, and I, her name's Ivy, and I bought her Barnes & Noble, actually. It's called My First Purse. I'm like, oh, she's going to love this. My daughter gives me a video. And this purse is kind of funny. I mean, we're living in 20-something. And it opens it up, and it's a cell phone. It's like, really? And she even knows to put it to her ear. It's amazing. Oh, and then it's keys. All right, they're teaching they're going to have a car someday, I guess. There's, and then it goes, and it has, like, my first credit card. Oh, boy. <laughs> You learn how to charge stuff, and then it's a little compact mirror. And you're watching her, and she's just a baby. 
But it's like, oh, the best. she's just like taking them out and putting it in. And she's just having so much fun. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're babies in God. When you come to church, and if you're new, you ought to be all over the place. There's nothing like this. You can't find this anywhere out there. It's not at the movie theater. It's, it's not even at the Buckeyes game. You can't find what you find here. You can't feel what you feel here. You can't experience what you get here. You ought to jump in. If nobody's jumping, you jump in because they're going to enjoy the babies and how they react and how they're going. Hallelujah! We're delighting ourselves in the Lord and the Word. Let's go. Abraham, then the second thing we need to be is developers. They came and they explored, and then what did they do? They built better things for the people who followed them. Right. They didn't just go through, and the next person has to thank God, right? I'm not, as a whole, I'm not a, a pioneer explorer. I'm the guy who likes to come after, fix the bathrooms up, get, then let me come and see it all. I'm not, I don't even like to camp. I don't want to start a fire. I want one that you can just turn it on. But we're, remember, when you're going through, you're not just going through for yourself. You're exploring and then developing them. Abraham started digging wells so that the people that came would have some water. Thank God for all you elders uh, that you built something here, this beautiful church. Uh, and now the young ones, you ought to be thanking these elders uh, for the life they've given to give this church to you. And now you get it. Look how beautiful it is. Look how wonderful it is. Look how great the music is. It wasn't probably all that in the beginning. The guy on the guitar, the, maybe the out-of-tune piano, you know. But now you have that. Psalm 71, 18. Now also while I am old and gray-headed. I try to get by. Now they're telling me it's white. Like, no, at least stay gray a little bit. Oh God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and the power to everyone that is to come. I want to make sure these new people that come, they understand the power that I live in. I want them to feel when I worship, I'm not just worshiping for myself, but I'm creating an atmosphere because this spirit, you can't, you can't deny it. And when the spirit of God moves, it's going to touch somebody. It, it can't be ignored. And I, when you elders, you know how to get into the presence of the Lord. Oh, so you need to help create that presence. Uh, help create that spirit uh, because it's not just for you. Right. We know you're going to make it to the end. But what about these new ones? We want to let sure. Psalm 78, 2 and 4, which we have heard and know our fathers have told us we will not hide them from their children, uh, showing to the generation to come the praise of the Lord and his strength uh, and his wonderful works that he hath 
done. Oh, I want everybody to know how good God's been. Oh, I want to let them know they come in and they struggle. And they don't, they think the world's going to end. But the world's not going to end for them. The world's just beginning. And you have trials and you have tasks and you have things and struggles. But just keep on because you're going to find out that God is a deliverer. You're going to find out when there's no way God is the way. You're going to find out how God can touch and heal and move. So we build bridges and we tell them. Psalms 145, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare the mighty acts. Oh God. I don't want to always just tell people about how, how hard it is. I hope you make it. I see it. I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses. I, I think you're young up there, these first three guys here. The rest of you are young too, but I can't tell. You notice I'm using the, the new way of doing notes. It's, it's called paper. <laughs> Left my iPad, my computer's on the blink. I mean, you know, oh, life is hard. I don't want people to know that. They'll find out. I want them to know that no matter what life gives you, God is greater. I want them to know I praise God when it's not going right. I wanted them to know that God is worthy of all my praise. Oh, if you can root for a team that's uh, 25 points behind and you know there's no hope, but you're still cheering them, I'm cheering because I know God can score all those points. I know God's going to win the game. I know we serve a champion. I know we serve a winner. I'm not going to give up on that. I'm going to let it go. We're passing the baton to the next generation. Always remember that when you're here. And then the last thing is you have to have an attitude that I'm deepening. I'm deepening. There's prayer warriors. Sometimes we don't see them, but there's people in this church that they've learned the power of prayer. And they're praying in their homes. And they come. Thank God for prayer warriors. We're earthquake fitted. There's people, it doesn't matter what kind of earthquake, they're prepared. There's shelters in the tornadoes. When the storms of life come, thank God there's those we know they will never forsake the Lord because they've proven that God is strong and they are strong and they're going to go. Abraham, not only did he dig the wells, but he built the altars. He let the future generation know this is a place where you meet God. This is a memorial of how God saved us. This is what God did for us. Oh, I want to make sure I'm building altars for other people to build on their, that they can do that altar and they can use it. We can't remain in the second grade of faith. We got to quit saying, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to worship. I'm going to do whatever because I know God is my faithful God. 
give you hope. The music can come and all that, whatever you do. So now you can stir yourself up. Old songwriter Charles James. Charlie James. He wrote over a hundred songs. We don't probably sing them anymore, but they came out of his deep desire that he wanted to go deeper in the grace of God. Some of our elders here will remember the song, remember deeper, deeper. Blessed Holy Spirit, take me deeper still. Till my life is wholly lost in Jesus and his perfect will. Deeper, deeper, though it cost hard trials. Deeper let me go. Rooted in holy love of Jesus, let me fruitful grow. Deeper, higher every day in Jesus. Till all conflict past finds me conqueror. And in his own image perfected at last. Oh, deeper yet I pray and higher every day and wiser, blessed Lord. Just stand with me. I don't proclaim to bring anything new. But I do believe a word from God is for you today. One thing I've learned is bring the word for now that God has for you. God is talking to somebody today. Maybe it's kind of got routine or maybe it's just been kind of tough. You're going through the motions. But I'm telling you, you haven't found everything in God yet. I don't care how old you are. There's something new for you. There's something deeper for you. There's something glorious for you. I should have known, I try not to go through Dallas. Dallas has the worst weather, it comes unpredictable, and they were having hail, and I don't understand it. They never get you out, but they can get you in. Like, oh, we're gonna fly to Dallas no matter what. You know, we'll get to their land. Buckle up, we're going to have some turbulence. I don't know why they can't do the turbulence out. But... And you're flying in the clouds and you can't see anything. You just see white or gray, black. But you can feel you know, the turbulence. It seems like the turbulence is getting worse every time we fly. The cushions in the seat have stopped cushioning. Kind of like very uncomfortable. You get a little restless. Seatbelts on. You know, they tell you that a hundred times, like reminding you you are stuck. Don't think about going anywhere. Don't stretch. You're on this bumpy flight that you can't see anything and hear all the who knows bad weather and hope you land. But you know. They're not just going to be there and think they're not going to. They know they can land. And you know, after a while, 
You feel it going lower. It's nighttime. It's nice because you start to see the lights. It's daytime. You might see some little cars moving around and buildings. But you know, oh, I love it when they start descending. You know at least it's going to be less than an hour. And you feel it going in, and you know it's soon. But you will land, and how sweet it is. They feel like they're going to throw you out the back seat because they put the brakes on so hard. Sometimes living for God is like that. Can't see anything. It's bumpy. Not feeling comfortable. You feel like you're locked in the same place. But I'm going to tell you, you're not home yet. You will be someday. But we're not just living for this life only. One day, we will be home. You can't forget and lose sight of that. So let's get excited. Let's find new things in God. Let's be faith walkers. I don't care if I'm timed, but I'm going to make sure I go to the end. Anybody here with me? Hallelujah. And as this beautiful choir music sings, come on, let's come to the front today. If you don't normally come, why don't you come today? And let's find something new in God today. Let's, let's either find it for us or find it for another or just go deeper in God. But come on, let's take advantage of being in church on this great Sunday morning. And we've heard about God, and now let's put it into our hearts. And as they sing, let's just pour our hearts out to God one more time. I know we do it, but let's do it again today. Who knows today?